You're listening to MoneyWeb at Midday. In a blunt opinion piece, commentator Oscar van Heerden is writing that trying to understand what is wrong at ESCOM right now is trying to understand the assassination of John F. Kennedy. It's an interesting comparison. Van Heerden, by the way, is a senior research fellow for African diplomacy and leadership at the University of Johannesburg. And he's with us now on MoneyWeb at Midday. So, Oscar, uh, all we're missing in your scenario is the famous grassy knoll. How do you make that comparison? Well, as you know, Jeremy, that matter has not been resolved to date. There's all sorts of questions still hanging in the air as to who's responsible. Was it Lee Harvey Oswald on his own? Did he have any people that assisted him? Was it the mafia? Was it the Cubans? Was it a combination of all? And I make the comparison just to highlight that over the last 15 years, the crisis in ESCOM and what we have been told as the public has been similar to these sort of answers and uh, conspiracies that we find with the JFK assassination, where they told us that at first it was a money issue and we had needed to build Kosile and Madupe, which we then did at the tune of billions. Uh, That didn't resolve the question. Then we heard that actually there's maintenance problems. Then we heard that there's corruption within the utility. Mm. And the list just goes on and on. And we're not getting any nearer to actually resolving and finding out what exactly is causing load shedding in South Africa currently. Oscar, do you think that it's an inability to explain the complexity of the situation or simple deliberate obfuscation? I think it's a combination of both, to be honest with you, Jeremy. From where I'm sitting, I think that ESCOM is not entirely truthful with us in terms of what exactly are the problems. But at the same time, there's also people from the highest level to the blue-collar worker that have decided that this crisis, the perpetuation of this crisis, is actually quite lucrative. And I suspect there's also a combination of that where you have deliberate breakdowns, deliberate uh, fires, deliberate uh, switches that are broken, so that that maintenance plan rolls over and over and over, and lots and lots of people get uh, very, very rich, including the use of diesel. Because as you know, when all else fail, burn diesel. Mm -hmm. And we know, for example, that there are relatives and so forth of prominent individuals, including politicians, that are also in that sector, and they're making lots and lots of money. And the impact of this economy of the truth is what? Well, this is the thing, and and that's why I elevated it in my opinion piece to suggest that the electricity crisis is a clear and present danger to the Republic of South Africa because the need for electricity, the need for constant energy is such that it is the driving force of the economy. And if we continue to have these load sheddings and, and problems, challenges in terms of debt, in terms of provision, etc., more and more companies like Accelerometal, VW and others are going to withdraw from the economy because it becomes unsustainable and more and more people are not going to invest in the economy because they are risk averse. And until such time that we actually solve the problem, we're not going to see growth within the economy. And because we have an election next year, Oscar, one imagines these waters will become even more murky. Indeed. I think the ANC is completely at a loss. Uh, When Ramakhopa came in, I understand what he continues to try and do, which is to incrementally solve this problem. 
whether it's going to each of the power stations saying, what is the problem? Is it a, a human resource matter? Is it a maintenance issue? Is it a parts issue? And solve it in that way. But unfortunately, time doesn't allow for us to just continue at that incremental manner. And whilst that happens, they embarrass him by having these constant breakdowns, explosions, uh, maintenance issues, and so forth. I mean, Reactor 1 of Cuba came online after the repairs. Reactor 2 now has to be switched off, probably for another six months. Mm. Kusile Reactor came online. We've gone to mothballed power stations and we brought them online, whether it's gas or diesel. And still, we are not able to provide enough capacity because load shedding is still happening. You make two interesting points. One is for private sector engineering firms to become more involved. And the second one is, let's start with that, the deployment of the SANDF at power stations. To that point, haven't we tried that already and it didn't work? Well, at the moment, their brief is simply to look at criminality. And I think that the Minister of Defence has reported that quite a lot of arrests have been done uh, to the tune of more than 2,000. So there is some positives that's come from it. But I'm suggesting that the SANDF actually gets involved in another way, which is to actually make sure that the current employee force, the current employees of ESCOM, and I do cast aspersions on them, Jeremy, uh, because I do think some, not all, of course, but some are complicit with this ongoing crisis. And I think that's where we require the SANDF to sort of keep a watchful eye on the current employee force. The second element, of course, is where I suggest that because there's a a capacity issue, uh, and people talk of incompetence, but I'm saying that perhaps this is the time to call on private companies to say, can you come to the party? Of course, we know that it's going to be at a cost, but we are prepared to incur that cost if we know that you are going to be able to correct some of the engineering Uh, infrastructural issues, systems issues, to try and make sure that this crisis don't continue. But very quickly, there seems to be an inbuilt resistance often by state-owned enterprises to call in the private sector for assistance. Absolutely. And I'm saying in the indirect way, if you read my article and read between the lines, I think it is the case because there is corruption. I think that the, the, the resistance to the private sector coming in, bringing in additional capacity to check for criminality and so forth, is because that chaotic environment is where corruption is, is able to mushroom. Oscar van Heerden, thank you very much indeed.